0: Hello, and welcome back to the Challenger and Icons interview series. And in this episode, I am talking to Alex Center, lead designer at the Coca Cola Company. Now, Alex, once worked as a designer for the New York Knicks, and over the years has been credited with designing significant and global brands such as Smartwater. And for them he's created breakthrough packaging, their marketing campaigns, and he's helped launch innovative new products that have changed the beverage market. Uh, this roll call has resulted in him being named as one of the best 200 packaging designers by Lurtz's archive, and being noted as a person to watch by GDUSA magazine in 2014. Alex is in great demand on the global speaking stage, and we caught up with him live at the Dyaline Summit in Paris, where we were both keynote speakers discussing the future of packaging design. Uh, welcome, Alex, gone, to the uh, interview. Hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good, thanks. Uh, this is embedded within the uh, Emballage and the Dyaline conference, which we've both been speaking at uh, yesterday. So um, I wanted to start off with some of the things that we were talking about yesterday and that you were talking about yesterday which is um, how design is critical to uh, business growth and success, and you've been consistent in saying this in the the things that you've said in the past and again yesterday, Um, and I'd like you to expand upon your thinking right now about how design contributes to business success.
1: Sure, thank you. Check, check, check. Uh, It's working, that's good news. Um, Thank you, Um, I'm so happy to be here, hello everybody. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely, design is just is is critical to Coca-Cola. Um, over the ten years um, that I've been working with the company, we have just um, expanded and elevated the role of design through every aspect of the business. Uh, we have designers that are are just shaping the future of all of our brands, and so design has just been infused into every aspect and. Um, it is so much more than packaging. It's, it's, it's our retail experience, it's our web experience, it's our, it, it, it is, is how users experience our products. And so from, from every aspect, that has to be designed. And so um, having design leadership at the top enables us to um, infuse all of our brands with that thinking and making sure that ultimately we're thinking about our, our consumers, Um, the people that drink our brands, and the people that love everything about vitamin water. We are constantly thinking about them and we have been since the beginning. Um, So that hasn't changed. It's just a matter of how we do it and the scale in which we do it with now, which is so much more complex than it ever was before. So um, to make sense of everything that um, a consumer sees in the market, it all has to be um, systemally organized through the power of design. And it's not, through the power of um, traditional business thinking. It's really through the power of design thinking.
0: Okay, that's great. And um, I mean, I very much believe that uh, 90% of the brand experience these days is, involves design, which is why I think there is such a, a seismic shift in say, for example, the advertising world, which is really understanding that design plays an important part in, uh, in, in communicating a brand's presence. Absolutely. And, um, and yesterday, you, you, were, you were talking about uh, very much how um, not just design thinking and, uh, and, and how that can um, influence uh, brands and, and organization, but you actually talked about the, the rise of the role of the chief design officer. And I, I wondered if you could just talk a little bit about how you think that will happen businesses generally beyond Coca-Cola.
1: Yeah, I think it was Rebecca who said that the person that makes the decision typically is the highest paid person in the room. and. Unfortunately, in the past, it hasn't been a person with a great design sense or hasn't been a designer or someone with a design background. And I think that's dramatically changing, not just at Coca-Cola, but because so many startups and so many companies are being built from designers. Designers that have ideas and that designers can take those ideas um, to massive places and to create giant businesses like Airbnb and Kickstarter. And so for designers to be in that role, to be thinking about every aspect of of a business and to be thinking about where design is and how do you build a great brand through the power of design. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is really important that um, companies that maybe don't have that design DNA in them originally, that they infuse that or bring in people that are ultimately thinking about the experiences of the consumers and the people, Mm -hmm. because that's how how businesses and brands are going to win, is, is through the power of design.
0: Sure. Uh, it's very much a, a trend that I see happening within the uh, startup community. And you just mentioned a, a series of brands there, which didn't even exist 10 years ago. And now they are kind of you know, multi-billion dollar businesses. Yeah. And, they've, um, and they've designed their, their success from their very inception. Yeah. And we look to them for inspiration. I mean, those companies have risen to me- meteoric
1: rise so quickly. And it's really because... They are so connected with the people that, that are using their products and they really understand the experience of design. Mm. And so, just because you have a, a beverage or um, you know, a curated uh, hotel experience, it's, it's the same principles of design. It's really trying to build a brand around people and ultimately giving, giving your brand a, a sense of personality and purpose.
0: Mm. Personality and, and purpose were very much a central themes to what you said yesterday and the idea that we're designing the brand experience in totality. I, I completely agree with that. Um, I, I want to sort of come back to the theme of this, of this interview series, which is challenges and icons. And uh, Pearl Fisher believes that these are the most loved brands. They're the ones which create a special connection. And hopefully you would agree with that. From a, Absolutely. Yeah. So um, if we think about challenges, like these, some of these startup brands that we've been talking about are at the cutting edge of culture and they're defining culture with new exciting responses and people's needs. Um, and, and we think that iconic brands are more about nurturing what's made things special in the past and carrying that into the future. Do you think that design needs to treat these different types of brands in unique ways? Absolutely. I
1: think that, at the, in my heart, I believe that every challenger brand is aspiring to be an icon. And every icon, in a way, is aspiring to be a challenger brand, so you have to approach both completely differently Challenger brand is, um, is is an exciting brand to work on because you're blazing the path forward and you're creating your own lane and you're really kind of just experimenting and innovating and trying new things. And that ultimately leads to um, becoming an icon brand, in my opinion. And then you have to change the way that you design. It's really about maintaining that relationship and it's about kind of um, continuing to innovate, but also maintaining and being true to the brand that you've created and that feeling and those values that you started with. Um, so that's a just, a, it's a different kind of um, type of design, but it's still very much um, in the DNA of the challenger brand that, that you started
0: from. Which is interesting because uh, um, it's, it's incredible to think that some of the, the world's you know, most successful brands and perhaps the ones that are most design-led Um, Have such a challenger spirit, and we were talking about this before we came on air. Brands like, you know, obviously there's the obvious ones like Apple, but you mentioned Steelcase and Herman Miller, IKEA would be another one, I guess, you know. And these are these these have a a spirit in them which is constantly sort of bringing the new to the market, and yet these are global icons, as you said.
1: Yeah, and I think that's you know the exciting part is is. Like we said yesterday, is is being able to just quickly innovate and learn and to and to fail. And so, when you're a young challenger brand, failing is is encouraged and looked you know looked upon as as a positive thing to try to just continue and try to find new ways to to express who you are. When you become an icon brand, it's 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 more about taking smarter risks and being um, just, but. Still innovating and still trying to find those ways that you can um, harness your challenger brand DNA and continue to do uh, what people love about your brand and mm-hmm. what you people love about who you are because mm-hmm. you don't want to lose that. Yeah, play it well, safe.
0: I love being the the key word in, in both of these. Yes. So, um, well, we've established that you you clearly think that the challenger spirit can can um, exist within iconic brands. Um, I just want to talk about your personal experience because you are intrinsically linked to the visual um, success and the brand identity of Vitamin Water and Smart Water before it was acquired by Coca-Cola, yeah. right? Yes. Okay, so, which is a major accolade because it was a, de- um, a defining piece of work and one that we all looked to when it, when it came out, first of all, in the early 90s. I can certainly remember that when Pearlfisher started up, you know, 20 years ago, there was this cool brand that was uh, breaking all the codes of the category, missing all the tricks of the trade, like the drop shadows and the Photoshop tricks, and suddenly it was clean type, a tone of voice and attitude, which kind of set the the pace, I think, for the next two decades. So congratulations on being involved in that and and, and preserving that now that vitamin water is part of Coca-Cola. So from a personal point of view, your journey as a designer from being part of a challenger brand into Coca-Cola can you just give us a little bit of an insight as to how that's uh, liberated you or, or maybe the opposite?
1: I think it's, it's, it's helped us in a dramatic way in that our brand was, we were a small, small feeling that people had in New York and in LA. We were a design brand that, um, like you said, it, 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 it kind of um, bucked traditional convention of design and um, it wasn't, drop shadows and, and bright colors or, um, or shadows or things like that. It was really something that um, stood out. And it, to be honest, in the beginning, it, it didn't necessarily resonate with everybody. It wasn't something that um, immediately people looked at and, 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 and needed to, to be a part of. The personality was abrasive and it, there, was, there were things that we, um, we had to continue to, to grow and to evolve. And so as we started to um, become a, a bigger brand in the US, um, the ability to become a global brand was the obvious next frontier. And so Coca-Cola has allowed vitamin water to go from a brand that was loved in the design community for its, um, for its uniqueness in, in, in small markets in the US to a global brand that's in every store that, that I've been to around the globe. And so to be um, distributed and to have that kind of global presence, um, to be a part of things like the Olympics and to be um, on, on a global stage as a, from a brand that's um, built out of a, ver- a very small office in Whitestone, Queens, is just, to me, it's, 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 an, it's been an incredible journey and it's been um, just amazing to see how people connect with the brand all over and that same personality and, and the things that we infused into the brand in the very early days have connected with people um, all over the globe and so I think to me, that's been the best part of the, the Coca-Cola acquisition is to see that uh, vitamin water um, was able to, to expand and to, to come into markets that, um, it wasn't the first vitamin water product in a lot of the countries that, um, that we were able to expand to. We were the first vitamin water product in the US, but the brand personality and the lifestyle and the attitude and all the, th- the, the ethos of the, the, the culture that we had built um, and the brand feeling were able to connect with people and it didn't matter whether they were from the US or New York or they were designers, they, they connected with the brand and that's, that's been the best part of this yeah, I think
0: I think for any designer to see their work successful and, uh, and then to be nurtured um, on, a, on a broad sure. um, you know, broad scale, a global scale, and if Coca-Cola has helped facilitate that, that, that is terrific and, and, and that you have managed to protect the uh, the DNA of what um, uh, of vitamin water was all about absolutely I think so- that 's my
1: new job is is the guardian of the dna okay that's yeah I think that 's what my new title um, should be because you 're right it 's about honing and understanding who you are yeah. and then holding on to that as you, as you expand and as you grow from challenger to icon
0: yeah okay, good. So, um, you said a lot of things which should be hopefully very inspiring to the designers that are in the audience here today. Um, that uh, design is uh, central to business success, that you're predicting the rise of um, design at a senior level, um, you know, the, the, the future of uh, potentially the chief design officer and we're already seeing that role um, in certain organizations that, under, that are design aware. Um, and, uh, but yesterday you said something which was deeply troubling to me. And uh, you, uh, you uh, yeah. You said you said something like, um, "It's in-house is no outhouse. and you predicted the rise of the in-house design team versus external agencies. So, um, predicting the demise of Pearl Fisher in that in that one statement, I didn't necessarily say Pearl <laughs>
1: Fisher was going out of business. But.
0: <laughs> no, but it makes sense with what you're saying that um, you know that, that brands and companies that understand design thinking should should it embrace that internally? Can you expand a little bit more on your your perspective?
1: Yeah, I I think being an in-house designer, um, obviously, um, over the years has changed in the way that people perceive um, the work that we do. I think people um, saw us as people that um, were building presentations and um, expanding the work of, of design agencies. And I think with the expanding role of design within businesses that designers Um, are involved in a lot of different projects and a lot of different avenues and disciplines of design from inside. And so being able to be a part of all those things and being in the meetings and really understanding the different facets of of how we operate um, logistically as a business enables us to be um, really a a part of the DNA of of our culture, of our design um, culture, and of our business. And so I think that as design within business expands, the role of the the in-house designers, or the designers that are able to influence um, those businesses and help solve problems from the inside will just continue to grow. I see bigger teams growing from inside of companies. Um, I already mentioned that there's um, a number of companies obviously that have been started by designers, so they they understand the importance that, that we play within their businesses. And so I think that it's just a natural progression I think there will always be a place for branding agencies like Pearl Fisher. Um, there will always be a need for great thinkers like Jonathan Ford. I think there will. I think the, just the role and the way that we um, that we collaborate and the way that we work together will change. And I think that we it, it's it's based on more of a of a partnership and more of a um, of a connection between. Um, what you guys do and what we do, because um, I think the best the best partnerships that I've had and worked with a ton of great agencies and branding studios is that um, they fully become intrinsic to, to the inside of the inner workings of, w- of what we do and how we do it. And so when you feel like um, it's really w- one cohesive unit that's working on the holistic brand strategy and design, um, it feels like that is that is the right kind of balance, and it's, it can't be a um, serviceman mentality. It can't be a, a hired gun um, that comes in and comes out of the business. And it's just it's just a it's a, it's a evolving relationship, and it's a, a partnership that I think um, is really important. But um, I, I think what I'm trying to do is champion the fact that being an in-house designer is not necessarily um, something to be. Look down upon, and just because uh, we are working um, from within businesses, um, that we're not corporate um, stiffs. We don't just you know sit around in in, in meetings all day, um, and and we're really solving problems, and we're really having a major influence. And I think that's 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 a dramatic shift in the from years past.
0: Okay, so it's I think we've established the uh, the role of design in business. Um, the shifting uh, nature of the, um, the realization that brands that embrace design thinking can be highly successful. You've been very articulate yesterday and today about um, that. And I think we're all agreeing that, uh, that when we talk about design, it's not just about graphic designers um, yeah. filling away on their computers. It is about design thinking. And that, in, in my definition, um, involves people that aren't necessarily trained as Graphic designers, but have the ability to organise their thoughts uh, strategically, um, align that with uh, a brand um, essence, and uh, and make sure that that's a consistent experience, which is what you were talking about yesterday. Designing that total experience with with purpose and passion to, to create to deliver something, which is whether it be you know physical or online, is uh, connected to the original DNA.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we consider ourselves a lifestyle brand. So we're really thinking about the lifestyle of the people that use our products. And so when it comes to designing for them, we need to be thinking about all the things that they're into, all the passions that they have outside of our product, and really helping to build a holistic brand experience so that um, when they think of vitamin water, they think of, you know the the times and the experiences that they have with vitamin or maybe it's in the studio making music or maybe it's when they're skateboarding or things like that it's it's really not necessarily just about the product and i think the brands that i look to for inspiration have really built a a culture and a lifestyle around them red bull is the one that we were talking about yesterday um red bull is as known for um you know performance sports and uh gliding, as it is known for energy drinks, and I think that's a real testament to the work that they've done to build a, a an experience brand uh, more so than a, a a product brand.
0: So yesterday, there was a part of the presentation was about um, shifting the emphasis from brands saying "buy me" to "live with me," which yeah, is what that. you're which is what you're saying. You know, yeah, absolutely, being a lifestyle brand, and and very much what this represents, not just my name on this uh, Coca-Cola bottle, but the idea of ah, pers- look at that. Oh, isn't that amazing? and you have your name on yours so um, personalization is what we're moving on to talk about now and this is a massively um, exciting opportunity to, in this um, you know this uh, ex- ex- exhibition that we're in today there are machines which are printing things uh, on a solo basis and uh, the, the, the future opportunities are going to be limitless around personalization and and you've championed that uh, at coca-cola through the share a coke campaign and um, I'd like you to just talk about this notion of mass personalization. Do you think this is the, 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 the single-minded future of, of, of packaging and communication design and how brands will connect with, in, with consumers? I think it's absolutely
1: not a trend. I think it's uh, where we're going in, in the very near future. And I think Shara Koch is, um, has blazed the trail um, for all brands to be thinking about personalization when it comes to packaging. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean putting my name on a bottle. I think it goes way beyond that. Um, But it is an absolute um, perfect case study to show and to explain to brands and to to businesses that um, the times are changing, and that people are way more connected than they've ever been before through through the power of mobile technology. And at the same time, everyone is feeling disconnected and is looking for Um, a a way to express themselves as individuals. And so when it comes to the products that we enjoy, uh, we wanna feel as like we're individuals. And so um, Nike ID and a number of companies have started to um, give consumers the power to create things that are individual and so that they can express themselves through their brands. And it's not the same Coke for, for, for Alex and for Jonathan we have our own Cokes and we will have our own Nike sneakers and it's not, a, it's, it's not about a product that is the same, in the, the same product in every store and I think that, that capability of giving people something to express themselves and to, to be a part of creating their own personal brand through the lens of our product is where I think in the very near future packaging is going and I think you already see it with um, Campbells and Coke and a lot of other brands that have started to to look at how do we champion the spirit of individuality and how do we give people something that they can hold up, take a picture on Instagram and post and experience and share our brand with the people.
0: And and talk about how that moves from packaging to the you know, which is the physical into the sort of the digital.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's a, it's a natural progression. I, I think. Everyone is creating their own personal brand experience online. Um, shameless plug, my Twitter handle is at the Alex Center. Um, and so everyone wants to be, everyone is a brand. Everyone expresses themselves through the clothes that they wear, through the, you know, the, 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 their, their style, their personal, what their beliefs are, their personal values, and all those things make them individual brands, and so, you want to have a, the power to express yourself as an individual, so through technology, we are we're connecting each other through our, and understanding the world through the power of design. So we, as, des, as brands, need to be a part of their lifestyle and understand that they have needs and they wanna be a part of our brands, but it's on their terms. So it's not necessarily in the past where we can have a completely one-way conversation and say, hey, please, buy me. It's live with me. How do we be a part of what you're into? You're into action sports, you're into um, music, you're into science. How do we champion what you're into and make a product that fits into that lifestyle?
0: Great, okay, so you know, we're, we're seeing a shift in the way that um, design is being thought about, uh, the way that brands are using design to uh, communicate an experience and a feeling and emotion. We're seeing a shift in consumers who um, are expecting everything to be, um, or demanding, and uh, or just living their lives around themselves and needing brands to help them express themselves to their full potential. Yes. yeah, yeah. And this is, the, this is very much, I think, a, a theme that we understand at Pearlfish or something we talk about, and you mentioned it just now, we're living in a very connected world, yeah. but the future is kind of ironic because this connection is making us kind of sometimes even more disconnected. Yes, And, um, and uh, I just wanted to sort of like try and stretch your mind out, um, a personal view 50 years from that, because I, in my presentation yesterday, I went a hundred years out and dared to sort of do the unthinkable. Uh, what's your perception of where things may go in the, in the far future, say 50 years from now?
1: Yeah, no, I, I love the presentation that you gave yesterday, and I, I love... I'm
0: not asking you to say that. No, I am.
1: <laughs> but... um, that's, um, you didn't ask me to, but I will. Um, the, the future forecasting of technology and design is is a really tricky business, and I think to be able to look at the culture that we have today and to think back Ten years ago, to a world where we didn't have, <laughs> we didn't have computers in our pockets, <laughs> we didn't have um, a means to connect with everyone in the world so quickly, and the way that that has changed everything in the past ten years is 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 incredible, and it's and it's only continuing to grow. It's exponential rate of technology and the growth of of it is 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 outstanding. So I think your quote yesterday was in the next hundred years it will actually, will we'll continue to grow 20,000 years. And Ray Kurzweil, despite being a crazy person, uh, is someone that I look up to and, um, and <laughs> that I believe to 95% be um, the best future forecaster that I can look to. And so where does packaging go? It's really where technology goes and really um, to see the, the machines that are in this building, and to see the capabilities of 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 human, you know, artificial intelligence. That's that's where back, That's where we're going, and we're to be able to put um, technology not just in our hands, but into our bodies. And so, I can't even begin to fathom what packaging looks like in a world where we're half robots. Um, so I give all the kudos to you and to some of the speakers yesterday at the Dialon Summit that um, that could, you know, honestly make bold predictions and to feel um, confident that there was <laughs> there was going to be some things that that I couldn't even fathom thinking about. But graphene is one that st- st- stood out to me as a real game changer and a real kind of interesting space and. Um, where we look to and maybe, you know, using that technology and using it for packaging.
0: Sure. So that's a material revolution along yes. with which is intelligent and has the potential to do um, all sorts of things which are, were, are yet to be created. Yeah. So, so this, this future world will um, will involve very much design, um, just thinking about what you're saying, design and technology and and the way that we're living our lifestyles. Everything will sort of work together to kind of work to help... Mm. Optimize the individual lifestyle, I guess, is the way to uh, contextualize that.
1: I think we're moving from designing individual product systems to, to, like you said, to mass communication systems. Mm. And so how do we fit our, you know, how do we build a a system of product experiences that connect and infiltrate our brands into... Those systems, I think, I, I look at Apple and the things that they've done around music, where it's like they've built a complete system so that you you purchase the you purchase the song on your phone and you come home and you listen to it on your computer, and the way the same way that Nike um, ID and Nike Fuel have built a system around running, so that it's it, it goes from. The, the steps on my, uh, my fuel band to the, to the tracker when I go running that makes people go to the store and they know what type of shoe I need and based on what type of running. So it's really about building product systems and then how do we infuse technology into those systems mm. so that we can make people's lives better. And that's really the power of design is, is enhancing and making people live better lives.
0: Absolutely. So we're coming to the end now of this uh, interview. And I just wanted to just talk about inspiration. Yeah. Um, two, two things. Um, what, what sources of inspiration do you look to when you're designing or creating and, uh, and, and thinking about problem solving? This
1: might be a very uh, conf- controversial answer, but my biggest inspiration is Kanye West. Okay. Kanye West is a musician and a rapper that I greatly admire for his his vision of the future for his vision on branding and his music. And I actually look to him as inspiration. He gives me the kind of jolt in the morning to get up and mess some shit up and to try to get away with some wild shit and to really kind of take design forward and to really challenge the status quo of what people perceive design as and to perceive designers as and to make the world a more beautiful place and also kind of not not. Not allow anyone to tell me no, and so that is is ultimately why um, I why in a weird weird twisted fate I look to a rapper with a ton of self confidence as
0: inspiration. Excellent, and um, maybe that leads into the final question, which is the advice that you'd give to people um, that are maybe sitting here in the audience or that might view this video later that have creative aspirations for. Uh, for business and brands and design, what, what advice would you would you give somebody like that, coming from your point of view? Yeah, I
1: think the 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 advice that I always give to designers is that we are far more than craftsmen. I think people in the past and people still currently look at designers that um, as people that come into a project and um, design a nice logo and put a nice put a nice stamp on it before it goes out the door. And I think designers. Um, the good ones um, use the power of empathy and our creative problem solving to really help change the world. And so if you think about design through that lens and you think about design as being much more than just uh, logos and fonts and colors, it's really about thinking and it's really about problem solving and it's really about helping helping change the world. And I think that's just a completely different way of thinking about design for most designers. And so I just, I just push them to think about culture, to think ultimately about the people and why they're going to care about our designs and to not necessarily look for to other design as inspiration, but to just look at people, the way they live their lives, the things that they're into, um, problems that they might have, and then try to go solve them and to do it in a way that's ultimately has, has a little bit of personality and to have fun with it because ultimately being a designer is is, is the greatest
0: job in the world. Well, I couldn't agree more. Um, I just want to say uh, Alex Center got you know the uh, design DNA. Thank you. Lead designer at Coca-Cola. Thank you very much for being Thank on. Thank you, and Icons. Thank you.